welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Despite all the technological advances and diversity and inclusion efforts, the stark gender bias in leadership roles still remains. Women are more likely to attend college, graduate, and enter the workforce, yet there are less than 5% of females at the helm of global multinational organizations. I'm here with Therese Savoldson, Head of Human Resources for the Middle East and Turkey at Phillips, um, who's based in Dubai, to discuss women in leadership roles and unconscious gender bias. Therese, appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Firstly, let's begin by um, having you tell us a little about yourself and your role at Phillips. Thank you very much. Um, So uh, my role in Philips started uh, uh, two years ago. Um, And uh, before that, I actually came with my family, uh, with my husband and my two boys. I have two boys that are three and six years old. Uh, We came to Dubai. I was working for another multinational. Uh, So I've been now five years in the region, uh, all the time in, in HR. And um, for the past uh, 15 years of my career, I have actually spent my time in HR because um, yeah, I simply love uh, driving uh, HR strategy and uh, enabling the business to excel and help people grow. And, um, and, and for me, being a leader in, in such a diverse region is, is uh, very rewarding. And, uh, and here in Philips, of course, um, being the head of HR, uh, I am in charge of building the strategy uh, and making sure that we have a su- successful team with the right capabilities, of course, to support and enable the business uh, to meet uh, the strategic growth uh, in this region. So, uh, yeah, very happy to uh, to be part of a of a large HR team that are servicing uh, 2,800 employees and across 14 countries uh, in this region. So, tell us how an organization can recognize its unconscious bias against female leaders, in your opinion? Yeah, for me, at least what I can see, what we have been quite successful with in Philips is really creating the awareness. So it's about having some some focused initiatives. Uh, it can be uh, leadership programs. It can also be uh, recruitment. So how, how do you make sure that you're aware about the choices that you're making? Because as you said, um, it is unbiased. I do believe that. So I think we also see that when when someone are recruiting, um, it's it's more likely that you're recruiting someone like yourself. So it's about creating the awareness. It's about taking the informed decisions, um, and also be aware about the power of the diversity. So being aware that our customers are of course also women. So to have that customer voice inside the company is extremely rewarding. So why do you think the gender gap still persists in leadership roles? We talked about the statistic of 5% of females at the helm of global multinational organizations. Yeah, I think that, I guess as I said before, it's, it's, it's more likely that you pick someone maybe that is more like yourself uh, in, instead of, of maybe going into more unfamiliar territories. Um, so that's one part of it. But I think which is probably the bigger part are probably the women themselves. So I think we see that women, they have a tendency to work harder and harder, and then they believe that they will be noticed. So this is a clear misconception. Actually, what women need to do more of, what men are actually um, doing pretty well, is that they're good at getting the exposure. 
and they're also good at speaking up and taking chances. So I think it's a, it's a known fact that, that women are, they need to feel more secure. So before they go for a job, they want to be sure that they can do a good job. Uh, so they will say, if I can do maybe 80% of the job, then I will, I will give it a try. But for men, they're more risk takers probably. So they will say, oh, if I can do 25% of the job, I'll go for it. Yeah, so, so I think being more, um, let's say, risk-taking in that perspective. So I think women need to also go that uh, into that territory and, and, and try to take some of that space. What are some of the ways organizations can get women into the leadership talent pipeline? Yeah, so I can tell you what, what we have been quite successful with uh, uh, in, in, in Philips and, and definitely also here in, in the Middle East where we can see that actually with the, with the programs we have been and the focus that we have been given to uh, having that increased diversity, uh, today we have actually 36% uh, of, of the management teams are females. So that is quite, quite a high number. Um, so what we have done is that we have actually made sure that every time we recruited someone at a senior level, uh, we made sure that one of, of the candidates uh, were shortlisted as a female. So this is what we asked for. Of course, it's not always possible, but to try and create that focus. So of all the good candidates that are out there, make sure you also include the, 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 the women. So that's one thing you can do. Um, another thing that we have been very successful with in Philips, we have a, a global program um, that are dedicated for uh, women in leadership. So in this program, we actually encourage our female talents to be aware and embrace their unique leadership style. And what we also focus on is building your personal brand. So this is something that um, we as women, and I can tell, tell myself there as well, um, we're not so used to, to having a focus on me as a, as, a, as a person, to have a personal brand. What am I good at? What are my strengths? Um, so, and understand your power arena. Who are the ones that can support my career? Who are the ones that can enable me to go for that next position? And we also uh, teach them about negotiation. So negotiation is, of course, uh, a, a very important skill in order for you, for you to succeed and, and, and keep moving forward. What we have also done, which I believe is quite successful, is to make sure that our female leaders are playing a key role in our leadership programs. And they are role modeling uh, the behaviors, and they're also helping to train um, and, and support our female talents to grow and, and take those opportunities when they arrive. I really like that. So to finish, you know, what advice would you, would you give women who feel like they need to choose between a career and a family? Yeah, that's a, that's a very, good, very, very good question. Very, very difficult to answer clearly. Um, I think what, what, what I would try to, to advise is to, to say, don't limit yourself into thinking that it's either or. Um, I, I think we need to look at it as, as a combination. So choose your employer wisely. Um, if you have small children, uh, for example, uh, check if they will allow you uh, the needed flexibility. Can you work from home? 
Um, also be clear about uh, when and how much you can work um, and make sure you have the backup of your spouse uh, because indeed you will need a, a, a strong support. Um, and also remember uh, that when you do manage to combine the career and the family, you as a woman will be an amazing role model to your children and to the future female leaders out there. Um, and, and, and with that said, I will also say that I have actually seen women flexing between career and family. So sometimes to step back, uh, I spend a couple of, of, of years at home, but then also to step back into to, to the workforce. It is possible, but indeed it does require an employer who believes that this is also very beneficial. I've seen it work. I know it can work. And that was Therese Savoldson with Phillips in Dubai with some inspiring words on women in leadership roles and the unconscious gender bias. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.